Welcome to the Friendly Fire Show, episode 130, for the 30th of January, 2017. I'm Steve from Survivor. I'm Shane from Survivor. And I'm Tano from Phoenix Bazaar. And Shane, yes. you were very Ben-like in that intro. I didn't mean to be. Did it well. Maybe sure. I was channeling you. Sure. I wasn't you had to mean to be, because he's not here, so you, had to, you had to bend I've up. I've heard it 129 times. <laughs> I'm, if I'm going to fill the role and do it, I might accidentally do it like Ben. So Ben's not here, so apparently we're not going to be funny at all. Well, if you uh, we've would believe, this before. we just really him. have to lift our game. No, I think we can make up for the comedy of errors. I'm putting it on you. We, ne- oh, we, we never say those three words in in that order on this podcast. Comedy lift, of errors. Lift game and your in in a different order. But anyway, uh, let's move right along, shall we? <laughs> he gets it. Uh, oh, I got it. I just I refuse. This is lame. Okay, fine. Um, did we start with the switch? We got, like, we're talking about the yeah. two big things today, maybe. maybe so we four. haven't spoken about that, have we? No. We did before we went. We spoke, cause that's right, because we... Yeah, that's right. Not after we went. And we are looking out over this place where we did it, <laughs> aren't we? Yes. We're looking at Paxos when it's there, but it's not there right yeah. now. No one else cares. Um, so we, in Melbourne, they did a Nintendo Switch of hands-on event with press and with industry Unity people and, and with fans, and it was great. We went... Actually, Shane went before us. He went the morning session on whichever day we went. And we went in the afternoon. We were in the important session. Something like that. I doubt it. Uh, and then it went on for a while. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we saw the Switch in its various configurations. We saw Zelda, Splatoon, Mario Kart, Arms, Bomberman, Bomberman Street Fighter, Snipperclips. One, two, Switch. One, two, Switch. Milk in a Cow. <laughs> Sonic, I Just Dance 2017. Uh, no, what was it? Has been Heroes. Has been yeah. Heroes. And um, that's, I think that's something it. else. Five, five, whatever that. Oh yeah, no, I just walked straight past RPG. those ones. That yeah. looks, that looks interesting for not Steve, but I don't know. I'm just not. Jeez, the energy level in here is so high. Oh, uh, just let's like I'm switch tr- first. Yeah. I mean, let's 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 pause. Slap ourselves a bunch <clears throat> about the face a couple times. Wake uh, up. And my, then start. Uh, my name is Shane, and it's been uh, one podcast since I had and had a beer. <laughs> <laughs> this is the sober sober cast. Can you tell? Go on. Uh, okay, so so the switch was expensive, but what did we actually think of it without thinking? Well, about that the price? is a totally different. But we've already actually already spoken. Yeah, about that's why. Let's bypass the price. Uh, let's yes, talk about the switch. Yes. Okay. So. The hardware itself is, I think, really impressive. I think it looks really good. Um, I like the grip controller. I love when it's in its portable state. Um, there's nothing that kind of... Even the Joy-Cons, which I guess are kind of really small and really cramped and tabletop gaming with Mario Kart is kind of hit and miss. But um, I still think that it's got a bit of value and it can be really cool and... The only problem is that there were just no games. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to get excited about this really cool piece of hardware that is not particularly powerful, but Nintendo's never really cared about the spec war anyway, so that's to kind of be to be expected. Um, we don't know anything about the online service. So, I mean, all these things that we kind of learnt about the console at this event kind of made me walk away being even more unsure about it than I was after the presentation, which 
Which answered. Which has never really nothing. happened. Well, yeah. which is really, <laughs> it's never happened with any console I've seen. Like, even the Wii U, I don't know. PS4, the Xbox One, even you went there when thinking. When they announced the Wii U, people still now don't realise that the Wii U isn't an add-on for the... I think you, just... Were we talking last week about the wording for when they announced yeah. it? And mm. was it you were there and yeah. you were like, what does yeah. that mean? Yeah. Because they said, oh, you know, Wii is about all of us, but this console is about you. Wii U. So, yeah. I mean, the marketing was off point, but everyone was... you. Everyone was excited well, about... this time they just snapped their fingers a bunch of times. I mean, the yeah. idea was that, you know, you could play Call of Duty Black Ops 2 on a tablet. Like, that was cool, and people were getting excited about that, and that was really interesting. But this now, I guess the kind of the gimmicks kind of worn off a bit, and the hardware looks better, obviously. The output... No, well, to a degree. It's not as exciting as it used to be. But this, I guess, is a more um, dedicated portable device but it's not a portable device it's a console it's a portable home <laughs> console i think so you just you went through like from a to z of like everything which was great we, I should, we need, probably need to like <sighs> go and talk about controllers and stuff but since we're on this general tangent I, that's how i've re we've had two weeks or something now to think about it and it's not a hybrid handheld portable home console amazing two-in-one thing it's a home console that you'll treat like your laptop like you can take it around rooms of your house quite easily. When you want to take it outside the house, it's okay for a little while, but mm. more than likely you're just going to need to like bring a power cable with you and connect it to a wall if you're going to use it outside of your house, and that's a bit of a pain in the ass. You don't want to do that. Does that kind of make sense? I, I, think, think, it's, I think it's really the same as the 3DS, though, in that respect. Like I don't see how it's any different. 3DS can get probably twice as, twice as much battery depending on how it's you it's have got the, the same battery. settings. Oh, it's it's the 3ds's battery is like four hours maybe. It's I think it's three to seven hours is its battery, and the and the the Switch's battery is two and a half to to six hours. And I played my 3ds on the way back from Hawaii recently with like every single setting turned all the way down, playing Pokemon Sun, and I got I think eleven hours out of it. Like that's just what they have to say. Like, did you have? So when you weren't using it and you were like in the airport and you had your 3DS closed in your bag, were you street passing the entire time? Yeah. Well, can't when do I, that. When I got on, well, yeah, but no, that, like, that would mean things. it would just be off and I'd be saving even more battery and get well, more yeah, out of it. But so that's the thing. Like this, People are kind of treating it like it's a 3DS, but like it goes in your bag. No, but You're going to have to put a protector on it or in a case. battery life or whatever. Yeah, like. but I just I think the way that you treat your 3DS goes more than just battery. Like I think it's... This fun street passing thing. You just you slam it closed in your bag. You put it in there. You don't have to worry about it. Like this thing is a really nice piece of thin hardware. If you don't put a case, if you don't buy a case, if you don't buy a screen protector, hmm. if you don't think about how the Joy-Cons are going in your bag. Like I've put my, an Xbox controller in my bag and I've wrecked the joysticks because the joysticks are like hitting against things in my bag and eventually it just kind of like breaks them out of you know everything that you're saying for me personally though is like you're describing exactly how i like i've always had a case for my 3ds i've always had uh like all that shit that you just said i've always had protectors or cases or things for so i can take games and stuff around like yeah which again like um as another thing that it's, it's only got 32 gig of internal memory which some of it is already used i switched to digital stuff Maybe three. I remember. I remember saying, "No, I'm going all digital on this podcast," and everyone's like, "No, no, no, no." no. no it no. wouldn't have been me. It would have been well. Every, it was I liked everyone. It. I liked it because it wasn't there yet, and we've all changed our minds about it. But I, 
I, I was at the time, I was like, no, I'm not doing it. And this time, I'm going the other way with the Switch because I'm not spending a ridiculous amount of money on uh, micro SD cards. And not only that, I just traded all of my, like, a lot of 3DS games and a lot of stuff to get, like, traded old games in to get a Switch and a lot of that stuff held its value and it's stuff that I was never going to use. I traded in a Wii U with a bunch of digital games that I bought on it, but I didn't get anything extra for that. So, I don't know. Yeah. I think that they've, they have they are making the same mistake as they did with the Wii U and they are messing up the messaging. I think the, the biggest you problem is it's this is... The, the thing that I didn't like about the hands-on, the, hot, the entire event, was it all just felt like everything that Nintendo has said for the last year and a half, like... We're, we're dropping the Wii U branding. We're a, we're a change company. We've got a younger generation of developers working on our games now. We're passing the mantle on. Everything that they're saying is that they're changing a lot. But honestly, I, if, this, if the Switch was called the Wii 3, I would not be surprised. Everything about it and their whole marketing thing and everything when we were at the event just felt very Wii-like. And this is the the natural evolution of the Wii brand for, to take... It's just it's just a Wii U that's implemented better. Well, if I, you walked yeah. around... Sorry. If you walked around this event, like, in the way that it looked like it was laid out for you to do, the first two games that you saw were Mario Kart 8, which is the Wii U Mario Kart 8 with a couple extra things, and Splatoon 2. And, yes, there's an added gun or something, but, like... It's you, not much for, for a sequel. You looked at that game and you're like, this is Splatoon. Like, uh, this is the sequel? Cool. I wouldn't have been able to tell you if it was one or two if my life depended on it, which is a bad start. And then you go to ARMS and people are loving ARMS, but it, I, like, I didn't... I understand it. It's a pun... It's, it's a Wii game. It's Wii like, boxing with a little a, bit more to it. Everything at that event had like... I think there was only one, maybe one or two games there like like... That were just the third-party games. Now I think about it, I can't think of a Nintendo game. Oh, one, there was one Nintendo game there, Zelda, that didn't have motion controls, and maybe it does. Yeah. Snipper clips. Do you know what I found? Sort of Nintendo. I think it's Nintendo's publishing it. So uh, yeah, but they just, and that's they awesome. Just Do you know what I think is quite telling? Everyone, like I had someone from one of the Nintendo fan groups write a piece for it because he went on the Sunday. Josh Joseph is a really cool guy. Mm. Loves his Nintendo, and he was there on the Sunday. And he kind of said what I feel a lot of hardcore diehard, diehard Nintendo fans are saying in that they're, they're going to buy it regardless of whether it's a piece of garbage or not because they love Nintendo. Mm. But what they're praising is not what Nintendo wants them to be praising. No. They're not praising the Joy-Con controllers and the motion control and one to switch and arms. They're praising the portability of the console. Yeah. And for Nintendo to come out and say, no, it's not a handheld, it's a console. That's where I kind of feel like they're... They kind of have to say that because it's priced more than a console, well, though. And, like, but and just their messaging come out, was why also... Why not just say, why can't you just run with, this is a console that doubles as a handheld? That's right now, what it is. Embrace it. For the same reasons they have, that they have to kill the 3DS. The same reasons, yeah, that they're still putting up ads for the Wii U and desperately trying no. to get people to buy that. They are. Oh, they are yeah, right now. They are and until the same this reasons, launches. The same reason they're saying it's a home console 
but don't worry, the 3DS is still going to go for years and years and years and years. And as soon as the Switch comes out, the 3DS isn't going to go for there's years a, and years and years. There's a big difference between the they're Wii U and to 3DS, elongate. though. Yeah, they're just trying to elongate their product. But once I don't again, think they're even trying with in. the Wii U. They've, 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 they've come out and said, we're not publishing any more Nintendo games for Wii U. Oh, no, this they're not. The but there's still no, their ad spend on, those, like, Wii, on Facebook ads, as an example, is crazy well, right they've got to get rid of the stock that they've got in stores somewhere or whatever. Yeah. And they've only got just over a month to do it before that's not going to happen anymore 3ds is still going to have not like there was a 3ds game announced for like a nintendo game the fire emblem game announced a week ago after the switch was announced they're they're still going to because there's so many out there that that's definitely not going anywhere until they test the waters and see how well the switch does that's their backup oh the wii was dead oh definitely but because this they're not going to say that it's a, a 3DS replacement because they want you to keep buying a 3DS. Yes, exactly. Just like they want you to keep buying a Wii U right now. The message will change Yeah, post-March. but it's, they want you to buy a Wii U right now because, shit, why not? Like, hey. Well, they want you to buy a 3DS right now because, yep. shit, why but not? But they don't expect you to buy a Wii U right now. And they sure. expect you to already own a 3DS, so they're making games for it. That's the difference. I still think it's confusing. And I think that people, if people have a choice... And say, am I going to invest in a new game for my 3DS or my Switch? They're going to go for their Switch, and it's and at the, at the same time, people are going to say, well, even though they're calling it a console, they're going to say, well, I own a Wii U, Zelda's coming to the Wii U, I've already got Mario Kart, um, I've got a 3DS, why do I want a Switch? That's that's the that's the thinking of the general consumer, which is not what what um, I, I feel like that's not what they're targeting right now, anyway. A launch with very little until like they already well, they're, they're what they're doing for, for Christmas. They're aiming for guys like Josh. They're, they're, that's yeah, that's exactly. the primary that's, market. It's so, it's you know? it's going to sell out to the hardcore Nintendo fans that are going to buy it anyway. So when you say when they ask themselves, "Am I going to buy it? Am I going to buy a game for the Switch or am I going to buy it for the 3DS?" Those people are going to buy both. Let's be honest. And more importantly, if you already own a Switch, you're you're in it straight away like you you're probably going to buy any like the the reason to to own a Nintendo console regardless of the blurry is it a home console or a handheld is for Nintendo's in-house games cuz it doesn't look like this is going to be the the third party you know it's not it's not going to have the same games as the Xbox or the PS4 obviously yeah well i mean it remains to be seen but i don't think so this is this is just you know a console for Nintendo games like Mario and Zelda and whatever else. Mm. I think it's got probably more potential as a third-party console than the Wii U did. Um, I think so too, but I think it'll it, mostly because it'll sell better. Yeah, of course, of course. Probably closer, but yeah, it's not going to be... Part of that is it's just it's one screen. It's not two screens that you have mm. to program for. They're still going to have to get around... Like when you Specs. say third party, I think shovelware straight away. Like if this does uh, even close to I'm, well, oh, this I'm is going to be like we yeah. shovelware revisited with the switch stuff. If, if I don't think happens, it, I, I don't it'll think it'll be, be that bad. I don't think it'll be that bad. I don't I, think so either. I think that they'll Times they'll really they'll really they've really honed in on their certification process. And if I think for them, they would rather see games coming from indies and they'll loosen the shackles for certification from those devs than to say to like a 2K games. Yeah, all right, we need a carnival games on Switch. <laughs> like no one's going to buy that. No one cares. We're not going to see that. Mm. Although they'll probably announce it next week. They will. Anyway. 
and no one will buy, but that's okay. Um, yeah, I mean the the most appealing thing for me is the portability of it. I think that that I think it's a great. But around your house looking. or around like the everywhere, world? everywhere. I mean the idea of of playing a full open world 3D Mario sandbox game on the go at that quality at that level a console full console game is like you know for the travel people, this is for me as well i'm thinking the same thing yeah. like i'm thinking i'm not thinking to play at home i'm not thinking yeah. i'm not thinking about it as a console i'm thinking about it as a handheld that is probably four or five years ahead of where we thought handheld gaming could possibly be um from you know a major I think that's manufacturing. Fair thing to say. I, like, I think I'll I'll buy it for ninety percent of the time. It's just going to be, um, you know, the thing that I play as as a console at home on my TV to play Zelda or Mario or the newest fingers crossed Metroid or something mm. like that. And I think I'll take it with me when I travel overseas, um, and that'll be great. But to be honest, there's there's really only one. There's really there's so many different ways that you can play it, like so many different control setups, and there's really only one that I really like, and it's the the Pro Controller. Everything else ranges from it's not bad to I'm never doing that, and I mm. like like I think like, the grip I think the grip is is a really solid controller. It's not I mean, too bad when when you've got yeah. the Joy Cons on the tablet, it's fine as well. Yeah, if you're playing See, a really simple I mean, the, game the, like Bomberman, the, yes. the Pro Controller is safe. It's a safe console. It works. Yeah. If that was always going to be the best controller you're going to have for any console, except yeah. shitty digital triggers. I don't well, know. Yeah. yeah, and and I mean, you could easily screw up the digit. Like, look at the last one. It's it's pretty much the same. It's not quite mm. the same quality. But all they did was they moved one of the sticks. Like both of the sticks are up the top, and it just feels stupid. Like, mm. it, yeah, really unintuitive and really weird and hard to work your head around. It's like the, you know solve for x problem like where the hell is the x on your controller it's different on every single thing mm. i really hope that there's a there's a, a fourth major like bring sega or atari or someone needs to bring out a console just so they can put x in that one spot where With it isn't hieroglyphics yet. yes x and 12 and question mark <laughs> anyway. i'm more excited sorry about taking like i'm gonna be an idiot that buys 180 dollar whatever the hell it is like extra piece of plastic and have a dock in my lounge and a dock up in my office and i'm going to be the guy who's most happy playing a switch on the toilet let's be honest that's what's going to happen or like on the couch if i'm watching tennis with my husband because i can't actually be asked watching the tennis but i want to make it look like we're having together time and then (laughs) when i get sick of it i go upstairs chuck it in that dock play on the tv Take it back out, keep playing. There are go back downstairs, put it on the TV one again. Like that's what I'm most excited about. There are Not a lot really of people taking it out, out of the there, house. Steve, who who don't who like want their own um, like they don't want the dock. They just want it as a handheld. Like, yeah. Given how expensive, I know I'm weird. Given how expensive the dock is, I'm not saying that because like I'm oh no, have it's a stupid. Bunch of docks it's it's a piece of plastic and an HDMI port yeah, and a charging cable. Buy, buy another switch and sell it without the dock to someone else for slightly more. Like, did you see the seen the pro controllers on eBay? No, Going for like hundred and fifty dollars American. I don't want to then. Ridiculous. That's American. Yes, American. Because they sold out in like fifteen minutes. Anyway, the, like I do really like that the it as a handheld. It just feels like a big Vita. Like it's and it's mm. it's really cool. But um, I wasn't impressed with the controls because the stupid Joy Cons again. This it's all so top heavy. 
when you're using like the buttons on the on the right stick that have got the the buttons up the top and the stick underneath, mm. I was moving the bottom joystick with the bottom of my thumb because it's mm. all cramped together. I guess that's what's and good about it. And it doesn't have a D-pad though, either. Like because like the, the whole tabletop aspect of it is kind of part, when I say it, the portability of it is appealing, mm. um, the ability to kind of use it, if you don't like using it like a, a, a typical handheld in your hands, you can put it on the table. And if you're on a plane, you can put it on the on the table and... On yeah. your if you're on a plane, you I can even take the true. pro controller with you and <laughs> go unless for you're in first class. Because I was just trying oh, to think no, like oh. how how I was going to do that. Because I'm I'm picturing my next international flight. Uh, I was thinking last night. Wait a minute. The last time I came back with my 3ds, I had to have it right in front of my yeah, face yeah, yeah. True. or right down like below where. You the, mean you don't fly first class? Actually? I do not <laughs> fly first class, Tano. Some of us some of us will be fine. But like, what are you pointing at me for? I'm from first class. Are you kidding me? I no, did business class I, once. I, I meant, I meant Tano. Oh. And, oh, and you and you got there like, you got upgraded, right? <laughs> I got upgraded. Yeah. Once, to, yeah. well, to sidetrack I kept, for a I kept second, bumping the touchscreen with my nose. That's how close it was to my face. That's not good. I mean, did you need to touch it at the time? Because that would have been helpful. No, oh. never. Every single time, I had to stop and unclutch or undo whatever the hell I did. So I just said you could play the Switch with on the table with your Pro Control, but that's wrong. There's an airplane mode for the Switch, but I don't know enough about it. There's no way that an air Plane person, air hostess, whatever we want to call them, would let you use like Bluetooth or whatever that's going to be. There's it's no way they let you can. use a wireless. No, but but there's still signal between your controller yeah, but you and can the switch, use... and they'll freak out, won't they? No, because you can use your you can use your tablet now these days. Yeah, but you can't for, uh, use your phone and your iWatch and have them talk to each other. You have to put your phone on, so there's no communication. Yeah, maybe. So if you put your phone on airplane, it won't tell your iWatch. I don't, you know I don't what think I mean? the Pro Controller is going to be any good. It might. Well, well I mean, you couldn't even it was in the ad. You'd have to have it. It was in the ad. The, like, they had the ad. That is actually really yeah, interesting. Yeah, but Nintendo doesn't care. Like, yeah, they're just well, that, that is like a, a That is a plane. key... But no, but that is a key part of their marketing strategy to well, yeah. say that you can take this that on was, a plane. That wasn't a real plane. That was a set. No, no, no. used for Mistbusters But it was a plane, chain. Yes, it was. In my logic, you'll be able to, but you'll have to put the Joy-Cons on the tablet and use it just in handheld mode. Well, that's fake. You know what I mean? That's so fake. That is connected. the definition of But uh, I don't know if that's advertising. true or not. But surely they'd be mad if there's something wirelessly it, sending Nintendo. signals on a plane. This this laptop I, I usually Nintendo have on the, phone. Like, on the plane with on me. Phone. It's tiny. And when I have it on the on the like table in front of me, it's basically like I have to look down so that my voice isn't talking into the microphone like this. It's like looking at my belly button and like my neck is becoming the Riddler. It's ridiculous. I'm gonna ask. I'm gonna ask Nintendo about that. Mm. But we don't know, so let's not speculate. Anything else about the Switch? Because no, I'm I'm like I think I've circle. said so much about this console. Well, Snippet Clips is the best. You should get Snippet Clips um, thirty bucks. Yeah, Snippet Clips is really cool. Um, uh, I'm know. scared that can I've played most it? of Snippet Clips though. You, anything that you can do in like tabletop mode, can you do on the TV? What do you mean? Like I don't know why that's. It, it feels is there like a stupid dif- question, but like, can you differentiates the way that tabletop mode was awful because Tono and I played. Mario Kart in tabletop mode with yeah. a Joy-Con each and like yeah, I felt like to see the screen I was leaning in so far that Tano couldn't see past my, my head that's what I'm saying and, but Clips is a great game is that why I beat you been talking about yeah. but I don't want to play that like that I'd like to play it on a no, television because I'm not a homeless yeah person. but at least like but the good thing about that is you don't have but to go I'm and buy extra control yeah yeah what do you mean yes well, I don't know like you can play Clips like on the TV reason. and and 
on your screen. Okay. Definitely. So they've just never. Um, and, they've and just. You're just assuming that, or like. No, because anything that you can play on the tablet, you can dock, and it just goes. But that's, that was my question. Just, yeah. 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 Okay. So the thing, at least the thing I like about that, at least, is you don't have to buy eight million controllers. If there's two people, you want to play snipper clips. You have two Joy Cons, and that's such a simple game. There's so little control to it. You don't need a, jo- a pro controller or something like. You have two shoulder buttons to spin your guy. You have a jump and a squat, it and you're done. It was tolerable for Bomberman that. was fine with the Joy-Con, but like, I don't no. think I would play Super Mario Kart. You, not you're super. not going to have any friends left if you hand them this half a muesli bar. Like, yeah. And it's not even like... That's, <laughs> well, you, that's, those I'm, are, I'm said, those are your least way, friendly like. friends, the ones that you don't really care about. Like, yeah. you know, so. They're awful. And like, it's, it's a shame because you've got all those Wii like, add-ons that, you, that are basically yeah. the same... That won't work with this anymore. Or, you know, a lot of people um, will have Just them. finally, <laughs> before we move on. Our final thought for the day. Go on, Jerry. Uh, one thing I think is quite striking is that, like, we saw our friend Vuk on Twitter the other day, and I hate to call him out for this. But, but you are. He started a, a poll asking, what was it? Um, what size SD card are you going to buy? Mm. And my response was, I can't believe that this is an actual question for a console. Like, it's ridiculous that the, at a point of discussion is... What's a hand... Like, what look at the size, Vita, though. That's no, but unusable without, a, like, a... No, but the Vita is a handheld. Yeah, and, yeah. like, I can, I can understand it for a handheld. But because, obviously, storage is going to be limited. This is a home console that you're going to have. But I mean, how is, can it's you... It's a home console or a handheld. <laughs> if that, oh if what, whatever is the whatever is the worst option, Nintendo will say, that's what we are for this. When it comes to price, it's, it's oh. it'll be worse if you're a home console. We're a home it console. It goes beyond when that. When it comes for all of that other stuff, like, you're definitely going to need to buy an SD card. Oh, yeah, because it's a portable. It's it just, goes beyond that. It's if, if you're arguing something that's a home console feature that doesn't have... It's a handheld. Yeah. And if you're asking about handheld features, it's a exactly. yeah, it's a home console. Exactly. What they need to do, at least, to be competitive with anybody else in the current market is have the ability to connect a portable hard drive to, to your dock, dock yeah. and some sort of amazing system that you tell it and so you, you know that you have to wait what games are ten or yeah. fifteen minutes or something before you leave the house. Like I want Zelda and all my saves. It takes everything out of your switch, puts it in the hard drive. Grabs your Zelda, puts it on the you know and makes I mean? the and makes the effortless, uh, super quick switching well, a fifteen minute thing. Like, but I, but I, I totally mean, agree. I, that's better totally management agree. to me than having fifteen micro SD cards or yeah. fifteen cartridges that I don't want to have like yeah. bouncing around in my bag. But yeah, it's Steve, they're not going to do. Look it. after your things. I'm telling you, get yourself a case. No. Th- like, well, I'm gonna have to for my Switch, but my 3DS doesn't have a case because it closes. Done. Yeah, well, I don't care about the outside. I want the thing. screen to be okay, and this is. Screen on one side, holy screen. So, and the Joy-Con controllers stick out. So that's the thing as well. Like my Vita, my I've screwed my Vita thumbsticks as well because I don't have a case for my Vita. I just chuck it in my bag. I have a screen protector, but I did half the job. Well, look, I wasn't I wasn't gonna pre-order one um, because it was way too much and I didn't see the need for it. And then I realized I hate my Wii U and I want that filthy thing out of my house. So I got rid of it and a bunch of other stuff and that paid off my Switch easily. So there I got mine. Nice. Moving on. Talk about the other one. Mm -hmm. So I've pre-ordered a Switch, you've pre-ordered a Switch. Tano has not pre-ordered a Switch. Is that right? That is correct. Bam. Okay. Done. 
Next. Go on, Steve. Go no, because I don't know what I'm going to say because I want to say a whole bunch and I can't. Resident Evil 7 is amazing. You should go buy it. Bam. Is I'm it done. really amazing, though? I've played it eight times now. I'm almost done my Madhouse playthrough. I've eight. played... Oh, really? <laughs> so, that's pretty... But, that's but, ridiculous. But a lot of that was to do guides and stuff early. And then once I almost had all the trophies and I had my... Xbox copy on the lock. I'm like, well, I gotta do all the tro- achievements. Well, have you got the oh, have you got the speed run? Right. Have you got the speed run? And I have to keep yet? playing on PlayStation. Oh yeah, I did ages ago. I have to keep playing on PlayStation because the DLC comes out a week earlier on PlayStation. So if I want to do any like guides for the website, I gotta play it on PlayStation and Xbox again. That's not how it works. What a shame! I love Destiny this game. For you, Steve. This game is amazing. This game reminds me of when I was. 12 or however no, old I was, was a young playing like Resident Evil 1 and 2 at my friend's house in his basement just like so captivated by it I'm in, I'm in exactly the same mindset I love it and you're stuck on the first bit I think I'm not stuck anywhere you're not stuck you're playing the first bit I'm playing the first bit it's I'm very like torture porny for the first 20-30 minutes tell me what you told me before about this it's just it's it's not my sort of game like I, I pl- I've played close to 2 hours and oh, okay. um, I just I'm, I'm not enjoying it. That's not to say that objectively I think it's a bad game. I think it's it looks great. The presentation's superb. The gameplay's great. I can see why people would love it. It's just not my kind of game. I can't. Yeah. If I had I gotten it early, I would have finished it. But I wasn't given an opportunity to review it. So for me... For me Did it, you play the... No. I think if you're not sure if you're, gonna, if you're in that boat, if you're in Tana's boat, play the demo. Because the demo, whilst different enough, gives you a pretty good idea of what you're going to be in for and some people just won't like it's very it's very kind of condemned for me it reminds me of that that first person kind of horror and like you were saying downstairs and i called it survival horror it's not really survival horror it's It's just straight up horror and that's what condemned was it was kind of like this mixture of um you know you didn't really get a lot of weapons but you did and when you got the weapons they were powerful but then you had to kind of preserve you know everything that you had and all your ammo and stuff so well, that's kind madhouse, of survival actually now that you say mad, that madhouse mode is very survival horror-esque yeah because they bring back all the Resident Evil tropes yeah but well that's good if there's any good. time to bring out Resident Evil tropes it's in Resident Evil yeah there you go it would be good you should be able to start <laughs> with that to be nice well here's the thing is I'm in the exact same boat as Tano though really I'm a massive fan of Resident Evil this is not this is not my type of game this is not a game for me it's and if it wasn't, if it didn't have the name Resident Evil on it, I wouldn't play it. So what though isn't for you? It's like everything about it that's that's really new. Like I, I honestly, I want to say this first is I think it's way better than Resident Evil Six. Well, that's and not hard five. To, that's not hard. To not do. at all. But I think it's definitely a step in the right direction for the series. I'm glad they did something like this. Yeah. But it's only the only things that make it feel like a Resident Evil to me are the fact that you've got to get like. A snake key and a thing like you've got a, all the backtracking and the silly stuff like that and the fact that it's slow and hard to control other than that it's not resident evil it's just like a horror game it's it feels more like outlast or like it's oh, really? too yeah it's too it focuses way more on gore than just like like scary horror sort of stuff like horror has changed a lot in the last 15 years uh you watch any horror movie now and there are guts and blood and bullshit and like the most gory shit you'll ever see and every time i see that i just go what the hell is like saw yeah. you know like it's very shock. texas chainsaw well, massacre even yes. like evil this, this the most recent like evil dead texas as well. chainsaw massacre than 
than Resident Evil at like by a, a lot. Like the first couple of hours, I was like, "What the hell? This is just Texas Chainsaw Massacre." I think that the family. And I think like. yeah. The, once you kind of get maybe halfway, it it so like it Resident Resident Evils to me because it gives you all these different places to go, and that mm. and the Louisiana bit. That's weird. I'm trying to like not ruin anything. The Baker stuff. There's other stuff beyond that, and the other stuff that I have I've played, played, I've played ninety percent of it. I don't is know. Reminiscent of like Revelations, uh, and see, like the Gun Survivor game. Like, it doesn't feel like there's even really enemies in the game until, uh, you know, after the first couple of hours or whatever. Or there's a couple, yeah, but not really because it's setting Maybe up all the Baker stuff first. I don't know what you mean by Baker stuff. Like the family who of Bakers. Is that their names? Yes. Okay, so I, did, I didn't know that. <laughs> the family Baker. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm. That's what. That's what ruins it for me. It's there's so many times that you come across the same enemies like in this family, and they're just like, "What do I do in this room? Do I bother shoot?" Like you can't figure out like, am I just trying to waste time here, or do I have to shoot him a certain amount of times, or do I have to get him to a certain area for the cutscene to trigger? Am I wasting my precious ammo? Um, or like, there's one part like, oh shit, I know I've got to go back to a room and get something because I left something in there because I ran like... Away from the... I ran away something. because I was scared of something in that particular room and I like noticed it on my way out and I know I have to go back and I don't want to go back because I know there's something in there that like I can't even kill. I just have to avoid See, or get in quick. That and, like, to me is what I wanted. That's when I was a kid. What I thought Nemesis was like. Yeah, and but then the there older was also I got, other bad guys in Nemesis. Yeah, this but the is older like I got, Nemesis it was 90 like percent of the time. Nemesis will chase you down a hallway, and then if you go in that doorway, you're fine. And then you can't go through that door, except for the one time he did. Or like this he to me. The wall. So I love that tension of Nemesis, but. The older I got, the more I just kind of knew, like, oh, that's this code, and that would do this. And this, I've all, I can, playing it for the eighth time, I can kind of see that already in mm. Resident Evil 7. But I think that what you were just, just describing to me is awesome and, like, comes full circle. I think it's too like much that of whole it. tension-filled thing. It's tense, tension horror. That's not a really genre mm -hmm. thing that I've made I up. Know. But I, don't know. I, I like that the, kind of The first-person thing... Um, kind of kills it for me but like I understand that like you know because it's 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 more this wants to be more about horror than anything else I don't think Resident Evil has ever even been close to as scary as this game maybe yeah. not on the eighth playthrough it's <laughs> terrifying like no no literally like, stuff I, keeps happening to me that hasn't happened I don't know why I said literally terrifying I hate myself for that I'm just pointing that out you suck Shane anyway um, like yeah th there's never been Resident Evil has never been well, first person, obviously. This is first person because lots of games are first person. It has to be first person for VR. I don't like that. It's done that because, to me, VR is still just a gimmick and I don't, I couldn't care less about VR. I hate that, like, although it's slow and clumsy intentionally because that's Resident Evil, it feels unfair because you're in first person and you feel like, like, what are you doing, man? Like, I could, I could walk faster than your run speed for long like all you gotta do is just move and he he doesn't and you've got boss fights in the tiniest little areas because you can't move at all so it doesn't matter that this area is like ridiculously small you're too slow to really I don't know I just found it a little bit frustrating I'm talking about the chainsaw thing yeah was no, I just I awful I hated that hated that that was awesome like Try no no it was no good. 
No way. It, how many times did you do it the first time? Not that often. Not that many. I died once, and then I, as soon as I touched the ladder, I ran all the way back into the room, and then I just ran around that entire upstairs floor. Nah. No, you're talking about something different. The chainsaw bit. Oh, the other chainsaw bit. Oh, I just kept kicking corpses at him. Because you played the demo, right? That's yeah. what you said to me. Yeah, yeah well, I don't know. upstairs, there's a, there's a bag, there's a corpse bag before you grab the thing and you have an action prompt on it and he kicks it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's like the VHS tapes. Like it's, it, I think it does a really good job of, that's a new thing to the series and I really like it. I don't know how they're going to keep doing that though. It's, it seems like a gimmick that they can't send into eight because that makes no sense. But the tapes give you the hint of what you should be doing and that bag is that that bag is like a tape to me when i spoke to you and you hadn't done a particular tape and it kind of oh i completely sidestepped a puzzle because i happened to guess it i think that that was that was my favorite thing about it and that again is it's got nothing to do with resident evil it's just saw like how good is saw for a movie that was crazy (laughs) but this is you know what i mean like there's so many things like i i really like a lot of it and i like the fact that like it's you know it, it does feel a lot like Resident Evil, but there are so many things about it that don't mm. feel Resident Evil-like at oh, all, man. and I really hate that. Like I so really don't like it. If you have 10% left, I think the last 10%, it does the very Resident Evil thing of there's a lot of files at the end that fill in some gaps, and to me, that answered a lot of questions that I had at that point that married events like, you, I'm going to ask the, you a question when we finish through, this because okay. I'm not comfortable. Uh, as in through, it, like, yeah. through the franchise, I'm not going to ruin anything. No, no, no. no, no. no. Stuff that I read at the very end explained things that were happening. Cool. Maybe to, not to the point where I was completely satisfied with it, but at least it was aware. Given that, that it's the questions pretty, existed. it's kind of short. Anyway, I'm talking like so vaguely. Right, like eight hours ish, eight nine hours. Is, is that fair? Took me about ten hours first time. Yeah. First time. Okay. Cool. Because I'm at about yeah eight and a half hours. Um, you can ask me the question after. I I don't, we're not going to spoil anything for people. Um, given that that's a sh- it's it's kind of a short <laughs> game like that, well, I don't know if that's short. Like that's that, that's a decent chunk of game. It took I me d- three and a half hours to finish it the next time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> How what? Classic Resident Evil. Three and a half hours. Oh, okay. But like that was me just you know like running past is? everything and, and in getting a Resident the Evil game, and... you're not even supposed to shoot most stuff. You're supposed to yeah, avoid everything. Supposed to run. Anyway, I think the fact that you don't find out anything really until the end, that's not too bad considering it's a sh- sort of short game. Yeah, well, and it's the, the writer of the... If you look and see who wrote the game and you go through the story, that writer seems to have ripped off his story from previous works. So well, this it's is, weird. This I don't want to say who it is or what the game is because yeah. that will give too much well, weight that's, as that's, well. But that's the thing about it. Like, There's so many things about it that... like. I just feel like it's not very resonant. Like but this. Capcom has fucked up this, sorry. Capcom has screwed up this franchise so badly. I think it was a really smart idea to get a Western influence to try to take it yeah. somewhere else. And, and, you know, like there's there's to Texas, nods towards for a to Louisiana. There's, there's stuff that feeds back into the main franchise and hopefully it makes sense because it's right now it's, Kind of mysterious and weird, and the DLC is going to answer some of those questions, That's which I bullshit. hate, by the way. Yeah. But um, it's I think it's a it's like four, in that it's definitely changed the franchise. We're not sure yet if it's I'll never good or bad. Four for that. Well, four Ever. four everybody liked it, and then five yeah, but it's, made it worse, and no, six made it horrible. Do you know what? If four is not four. Uh, four is a is a brilliant game. The problem is that it was 
so good that Capcom went to great lengths to try and recreate that brilliance by adding everything. You know, everything, literally everything. You know, RE5 is one of the greatest co-op games of the past 20 years. That was cool. Right? But, but it it's... The it, problem is... But it didn't need to the, be The title game. on Resident Evil 4, the fact that it... I've said this a hundred times. The fact that it's called Resident Evil is not for me. Like, What a great segue into Prey. Into Prey. All right. <laughs> We're just going to get angry. Yeah. Do you want to finish that thought, though, before I take it? But no, it's, it's, a, it's it the same as, like, Devil May Cry started as a Resident Evil game, and yeah. it's not Resident Evil. Like, um... Yeah. Like, Resident Evil 4 is not a Resident... They shouldn't have called it Resident Evil that because it was a total change of formula. You're just some dude who had similar hair to Leon. They gave him the name Leon, and he went off to save the president's daughter just like in every other Resident... Wait a minute. No, yeah. that's fucking ridiculous. The thing I think that would work really well, maybe, is that... And you might hate this because that's the core now. So, like, 7 becomes first-person things. Revelations is kind of the f- horrific version of 4 playing out. And they're doing like remake and stuff for at least Resident Evil 2. Yeah, I wouldn't mind really cool. seeing RE2 remake in first person, but that's just me. Yeah. But like they could have... It's not the f- it's not the fact that it's first person that... Well, no, but apply. like, you know what I mean? Like the formula that you're talking it's about. I'm, I'm trying to oversimplify it. Yeah. So they could have like three... Capcom is trying to make money off Resident Evil and they, you know, as we know with releasing Bastards. RE4 about 50,000 times, mm. they'll milk this thing until the cows come home. So as long as they do it in a concentrated way and not too ridiculous and have maybe like some first person or some fixed angle stuff that you know the purists want the kind of revelation-y the thing that I the thing that I want more than anything else more than anything else which I I can't believe I haven't said yet my biggest issue with it is that it's not corny B-grade like there was no Jill sandwiches there was one line one line in the whole thing which I heard like four times three times because I kept dying before it that I thought could possibly classify as like a corny B-grade thing because it's it's a nod to um, Evil Dead. And other than that, oh, yeah. there was nothing in there. That was good. But that was it. That was all. I wanted, it, Resident Evil's going to be... It's going to be... This is too good. It's going to be a bit shitter than this. That's uh, my problem with it. It's going to be corny. It's, it's all Capcom has. It's all they have. Not really, but there's... It's, they're going to make a lot of money off this and they're going to do some stupid so things as a result. Sales have already been like they've gotten the rough projections, like oh, seven, really? seven million or something. It's yeah. doing well, which is great. Millions. Oh, of I units. thought you meant the other way around. I was going to say I thought this was huge. Yeah. You said oh, when you said rough projections, right? Oh, not not rough. Oh, like all oh, these projections, like, are, it's looking rough, guys. I'm oh totally no, early like projections. approximate yeah. early. Yes. yes, sorry. Thank you. Sorry, English isn't my first but language. But like, so as much as I'm like, oh, this was great. I hope Capcom do the right thing. They've made all this DLC. If you read the DLC descriptions, like in this wacky, hilarious. When's the first one come out? Isn't it next like next week? Next week, twenty <laughs> eighth. Yeah, yeah. So this tomorrow. Yeah, is it? No way. Twenty eighth already. Wow, that's ridiculous. Twenty eighth. So can't then, do that. But it's like can't a horde mode, or is that in the second one? How much is this there's game? A, there's a horde mode, and there's two extra tapes, and then in the second bit of DLC, it's like. The season pass of forty bucks in February. No, how much is it? Just a full price normal. Ten game bucks though? for the first DLC. Oh, like Hundred and ten bucks. Fifteen bucks for the second DLC, or Bullshit. forty bucks for the pack. And that can't be right. I'm missing something. But anyway, yeah. oh, that's forty bucks Australian. Um, and the other prices were American. The second band footage DLC pack has a wacky 
comedic game where you feed Jack Baker. I'm like, what? No. Oh, okay. So maybe that's your weird corny shit. Yeah. That sounds awful to me, though. We'll see. It sounds like this is a full price game with like, is there any, when you when you finish it, is there any like extra modes or anything that you can do other you get than Madhouse? Difficulty, difficulty, not difficulty settings. No, that's it. That's it. But Madhouse, Madhouse is also like rearrange mode and stuff as well. And there's infinite so the ant- ammo there's, and stuff. There's different antique coins. That's no, that's when you finish finish Madhouse. Madhouse. Yeah, this is a, this is that's a that's a. But I like that's that. The bare minimum. Yeah. No, uh, but that's a different mode. Like, but I'm really happy. You're that playing a game with infinite ammo. I mean, that's a totally different. We're, game we're complaining. Mode. Come on. We're complaining. I'm talking about Capcom. the fact that it's it always gets it always comes with like yeah. the mercenaries yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah. other actual okay. things, right? The yeah, fact that well, that's coming in DLC. DLC comes out in in the first week and a half to add these things that are generally come with it is like i'm yeah there's a but whole like, other side of it the problem that i have with capcom is that they introduced re4 and did mercenaries and then did this and then did they had all these extra stupid modes all mercenaries these arcade things re5 yeah but like i'm just using yeah, re4 yeah, as yeah. the example right. re5 introduced a couple different things re6 had like well, re5 had like versus modes and multiplayer and all this stuff and like the mm. more crap they added the shittier it got. No, that so the was the better part of no, it, though. Was it was. Mercenaries on, on, on... Well, maybe it was 6. was the best part of the game. Yeah. Well, because yeah, 6 was But that shit. was 6. There's not a lot... They had 18 campaigns and all... The, well, like, by then, the with Mercenaries Capcom, was the franchise. Well, that, so they added so much crap. I'm really, really happy that they just dropped everything, mm. focused on a single-player campaign, put everything they had into it, regardless of what you think of it, like what they did. Like, I'm just really happy they had a really like narrow laser thin focus yeah and did really good that is true things for with a that. week and a half and then <laughs> like all this ha- other not shit. defending all, the all, the, all, all the only difference here steve is they didn't they didn't package that stuff in for free with their laser focus well they've done all of this and they're gonna make you pay again to their credit i'm not defending the dlc but the one piece of dlc which seems like it actually does matter to the single player story stuff is the free dlc that they're giving out so okay so it's called not a hero i don't want to talk about it because reasons but it's like that one's at least free and it seems like it has a lot to do with the questions that you're going to have when you finish ta-da all right all right you want to talk about prey release date in may bam may 5th wasn't it that seems right yeah may the 5th be with prey how did i not know May 21? It's Revenge of the 5th, you fool. No, but I'm just being a smartass. Yeah, it's like May that. the 4th and Revenge of the 5th. Yeah. You know? Anyway, it doesn't matter. But Revenge of the 5th um, doesn't have any... Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah, so Prey, that's coming earlier than we thought it would be. And uh, yeah, it should be good. I'm, I'm really, really excited for it. Like, I, I, Did you talk about it already? Yeah. yeah. No, I don't think I've ever talked about it on the podcast before. I don't think I've been Are on you? a podcast All right. until two weeks ago. Well, then let's go. Quick. Prey's going to be... <laughs> no, I went. To, I went. I went to Texas. Uh, when was this? Like September or something? When we were at PAX. So PAX. So October. early November. 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 Yeah, so I was way off. Anyway, um, yeah. So I went to Arcane in Austin and got some, got a good look at Prey. It's gonna be really cool. Like, um, it looks like, I don't. I don't know. There's a lot of things about it that. Uh, I wasn't expecting. Like I'm, I just played like a couple of weeks before Dishonored for the first time, and while I thought it was okay, I was like, "What with? Oh, I don't understand the hype for this whole thing." And this was just before. Well, Dishonored two came out while I was there, which was really weird. 
but that's a whole that's there like Montreal studio the Texas one is just purely prey prey and dishonor look completely different very different one is in space but like it actually does look really really different like I'm interested in this whereas Dishonored was like yeah I could take it or leave it because it's not in space and I know your space rule well, if it's science fiction, it's 11 out of 10. Okay, so yeah. I'm not allowed to review this because no. <laughs> we don't have a score system that allows oh, yeah, me to point. give it an 11. Good point. Uh, any, yeah, any, anything science fiction is automatically lowest 11. But no, it's, it just looks it looks really cool because of the creative ways that you can do absolutely anything in it. So like picture Skyrim in space and your magic can interact with other bits of magic and stuff. and, and But more like in technology and alien sort of powers so like you can you can do crazy stuff like that one of the better examples is at the um was it no i always say blizzcon but it wasn't blizzcon what was the other thing quakecon that's the one because that's bethesda so that makes sense anyway it's true um so you you can you can throw these little grenades that are like uh recycle bombs which is really cool because you can there's like 3d printers all around the ship and you can craft basically anything that you get the schematics for but you need like raw matter to do it so you can throw these little bombs and they make like a tiny little black hole and then suck everything in and it clears everything out of the way and then that gives you like the raw materials that you need Uh, but you can also mimic pretty much anything which is insane so you can there's there's a clip where um they're trying to sneak past some evil robots which is a you know lovely sci-fi trope throws a grenade on the ground and then the person mimics that and then they turn into the little grenade and then they sort of turn around and look behind themselves and throw like a telekinetic sort of blast bomb kind of thing and they react to that and they get blown up onto the second level above where the robots are and then they turn back into a person and off they go on their merry way because they're you can you can just do so many crazy little things. It's gonna like, be one of those games where I'm not creative enough to do anything like that. Yes, but they, it they, sounds it actually sounds surprisingly quite a bit like the original tra- uh, Trey Prey then because they've taken obviously some elements of it because the first game had a lot to do with like portals and stuff like that, um, and you could kind of do the same thing with the world and take the. I mean, place of, a, in in the sense that. It's in space and there's physics, yeah. But I, I, I think <laughs> physics is everywhere. Yeah, it's, yes. So is space. Yes, that's that's my yeah. point, Tano. That's the point I was making. That it's it's not really much like the first one. Like, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's. Yeah, I mean, it just. I don't think it's really going to matter, Steve, if you're not creative. If you're worried about not being creative and stuff, because like I'm not going to be creative enough to find most of these things either. In every situation where you need to think of something to sort of, you know, get through a door, or they they put in two or three obvious different ways you can do it. And depending on how you've built your character, it's going to be clear, like, oh, yeah. I can do this to get by. But when you're doing it, you pro- you, you'll probably think, oh, I might even be able to do this to get past that door also. But where all the crazy yeah. stuff is going to come from is on the internet after when you see, like, you know, gifts of people doing ridiculous shit mm. that nobody ever thought of because that's basically because i got to speak to like the developers mostly interviews and stuff while i was there and that was that was the big thing that they kept sort of pushing was like that it's surprising how often one of them will come up with something and then everyone's like shit we have to change all this stuff like because that's going to change how the game plays and every you know every time they do um 
testing, one of the testers will send back, like, I think this is a bug or this is happening. And they're all just like, holy shit, we didn't realize you could do this. We'll keep it all in, but we need to try and sort of manage how this is going to be in the final build. So, nice. yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to it. It comes out in May. We'll probably have a chance to see it again before that. Yeah. Cool. Anything else? Do you want to talk about For Honor really quickly? Uh, go yeah, through. look, I had I played it today. I tried to play it <laughs> for a bit. It's the first time I've actually touched it because, um, like, Ben and MMGN, I think, test, uh, yeah, played it, and then you've seen it a couple of times. I've seen but it like three times. I, I played five matches. I didn't get through any of them because the servers kept crashing, but I really, really like just the general flow of it and the... Uh, the, the character classes and the variety there and how like a match kind of plays out. Um, I think the UI still needs a bit of work. I mean, that's a typical Ubisoft issue. They're yeah, just a that's the worst servers day yeah. one or beta. Yeah, true. Um, but yeah, it should be fun. Should yeah, be fun. Oh, it's when it, I because I've always played it in controlled environments, not on the internet. So it's, it's, it's really rock, paper, scissors. Mm. Mm. combat you know you're guarding up left or right and you hit someone from up or the right so if you're not at the same thing yeah. whoever's attacking wins and different samurai viking stuff obviously that's different but that's not really the difference the difference in those factions are the different builds so you yeah. like a big hulking dude a really fast light sprite dude so it's the meta on it's going to be interesting mm. as long as we can have a network that will allow it to happen, which <laughs> yeah. we'll get there. It's only the first day of the beta, though, today, as we're recording this. So they've got time to tweak it. And I guess, really, the beta isn't about the gameplay, well, hopefully, so much. It seems pretty it should tight. Be tight. Like it's, yeah. yeah, it seems pretty... They should be fixing the problems that mm. they're having right now, hopefully. Um, one thing we forgot to speak about before we finish up, Wildlands. Yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was like... Yeah. Not good in multiplayer because oh, really? we were playing with GameSpot okay. and we were Do you know uh, what? dysfunctional. I um I actually really enjoyed my time playing it because it brought me back to Grawl, Advanced Warfighter. Mm. Reason being because Future Soldier, which was the most recent Ghost Recon, um, was a game that kind of really did away with that focus on kind of team-based strategic tactical um, action, which is what Ghost Recon is all about. And you need to kind of guide your team and whether you're playing multiplayer or you're playing solo, solo play was also, was really important in Grawr as well. Um, but Future Soldier kind of did away with that and kind of had a streamlined individualistic experience. And they've kind of gone back with Wildlands, obviously because they're trying to go for the cooperative open world experience. Like you said, it was a bit of a mess because the people we were playing with, they're really nice people, but... It didn't help us out. Much. We were so dysfunctional. We that, were collectively you dysfunctional. You didn't have that amazing connection like they did in the reveal. Like in every, every like. Do you know what? Like, if if come on, Johnny, we gotta. Oh, I'll but see I you think after that's work. The beauty, gonna... I think that's the beauty of it, though, because um, like the idea was like we had a target and they were kind of hidden behind some rocks and yep. we were spawning on the main road, and we kept making the same mistake in that. Like, I would say, okay, I'm going to mark the, the enemies. You're going to go sniper. Yeah. You, and the two of you are going to flank around the other side. But because we were staying so close to the main road, the government faction could see us because we were, like, basically in their line of sight. And they were watching over this target that we were also trying to kidnap. 
So then they would come flying in and attack us and then infiltrate. And we yeah. kept falling for the same problem. Well, and we got around that and we were marking targets. Then someone accidentally got a truck to like, you know, do the escape at the end and like ran over the target yeah. one time or headshot the target by accident. It's, we, we got, we it's pulled a it lot together of trial pretty, and pretty quickly. But like if yeah. you have four friends and you've played Rainbow Six or something, yeah, you're going to smash this because you can basically set up the same kind of thing. Like you take checkpoint alpha, I'm going to go over here, like flank, flank, left, right, alpha, Charlie, yeah. delta, and you know, like <laughs> alpha, betrium. If you like realistic, <laughs> that kind of like tactical based yeah, stuff, very you're gonna similar. Love this. It's, yeah. um, wait, it's was this against AI or against AI? AI. Um, we were and then. I liked I like solo play because kind of like I don't know if you guys played Advanced Warfighter, but that was like yeah. one of my favorite games on 360. I played the first one. No, I thought you meant Advanced Wars on the Nintendo Game Boy. Advance. No, no, Advanced Warfighter. Play that? Tool around though. Oh, there you go. It was really um, fun to tool around. Sorry, it was fun to tool around. Yes, and that and this. Um, and I just like and even like Rainbow Six Vegas, which is one of my favorite shooters of all time. Um, just kind of being able to control really smart competent AI which is kind of rare in games like this but they follow your directions and it's pretty simple and you actually can't succeed without your squad mate squad mates you can't succeed without them so if you stuff up those directives then you're gonna die and you're gonna kill your teammates and then you've basically got to start again and and future soldier wasn't good in that sense and it kind of I feel like that with patriots because it was going to be ghost recon patriots and then they cancelled that yeah and I feel that the reason they cancelled it was because it was going to be too much like Future Soldier and they thought, no, we've got to go back to what makes Ghost Recon good and that is squad-based gameplay. And I'm seeing it with Wildlands. So, yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. A lot of fun. Sorry. That's my story. That's the story that's hitting the phone into the table. This Days is of me our lives. being like really needing to go. So how's that for a conclusion to this thrilling podcast? Yeah. Yeah. That, that will conclude it if that's what we're going to do. Join us next time when we don't know when that is and we'll talk to you later. Bye! Bye.